Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Everybody's Comedian, where we get all up in comedy's business. Uh, I am your host, Keith Graber, and with me as my guests are a couple of friends and fellow comedians, and they just so happen to be a couple in comedy. Give it up for Owen Garrett and Becca Ward. You guys, take a virtual bow. Thank um, you. Take an audible you. bow because also people are just listening to this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Owen and Becca, um, this is going to be fun because, okay, so first of all, let's talk about the fact that you guys are actually, what, uh, is it a quadruple threat? Is that a thing? Okay, so you're, you're dating, right? You live together. Yeah. Right? You do comedy together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And... <laughs> you work together in a comedy club yeah. quadruple the amount of threats we place upon each other it's too much. Are you, you you guys meet up in dreams too is that like you when you... actually owen whispers that in my ear before uh -huh. i go to sleep like i'll see you in your dreams <laughs> and i'm like okay see you there this won't be my only pray for you. It's okay. Let's take a, let's take a Freddy Krueger. <laughs> what do you yeah, have? They still have the shower. It's what okay. do you What do you have instead of the claw hands? Oh, I don't I got, Yeah, come on. What kind of? You what don't kind have of, to answer yeah. that. No, this isn't a dirty podcast. Sorry. Yeah, come on, buddy. I'm <laughs> listening to this. Okay. So. Let's okay. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, if you if you'd like to answer this question, you don't have to. But how long have you been doing comedy, uh, Owen? Oh, Becca was so ready to answer right oh, there. Becca, do you want to start? No, I didn't. No, I wasn't. Sometimes it's a dirty question. Sometimes people don't want to give their number. Like like how many people have you slept with? That kind of thing. You know. Well, I just think it's also because the truth is the same for both of us. Yeah. That's like a fifth Rupal threat is we both started comedy about four years ago. Okay. Oh, and sixth Drupal threat. We're both from like the same town in Virginia. Like you are on, not. Yeah. Like, our dads live like 15 uh -oh. minutes from each other. Okay. So <laughs> a septuple threat is that your cousins as well. And is that what, where uh, this is going? Yeah. That's uh, the part about it, but we're also, our dads are both chefs. Correct. Okay. So, um, Okay, so for the rest of the podcast, let's just list all the fun facts that <laughs> Becca and Owen have in common. And we both have brown hairs, uh -huh. and um, and we both wear socks from uh, Joe Rogan. We both like mochaccinos. <laughs> We're both Actually, five. French vanilla cappuccinos. Okay, all right. I was way off. Um, <laughs> and, and so if... So you both have been in comedy for around four years. You started around the same time. Did you know each other from the beginning? No. Okay. No. And uh, how did you meet? You met on Zoom? Yeah. Through doing the all the Zoom shows, the fan shows, I think. Mm-hmm. Or how okay. we met. So we, he did something, right? <laughs> um, well, and then Owen was the one who told me oh you should start doing liar comedy shows like they're really chill mm -hmm. the locked in the room guys and i was like oh maybe and then sally mullins was like hey you should do the liar shows and i was like okay 
yeah um i heard about them through this really cute guy Mm -hmm. she's like oh owen oh yeah you should go for that and then randomly jess winter was also like you know i think you should go for you would really get along with uh owen owen garrett and i was like jokes on you already made out in his prius and by made out i mean with him boned yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah. mom. Hi, mom. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. I heard that voids the batteries, the warranty on the battery. Um, so, <laughs> and okay, so you've been dating. What is it? Nine months. That's a good question. Yeah, like what? Yeah, I'm not trying to like. Get, 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 get a <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to set up the. Uh, so for for. The rest of us, I like, I see you guys as, a, as a, a cute couple. You get along. That's great. But what happens in my brain is I imagine if my wife was in, also a comedian and then also worked with me and then also, 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 and then how close I'd come to blowing my brains out. Love you, honey. Um, no, but like, so, and, and, and what you guys have together seems like it's, I don't know. Is, is it is magic? Is that too fun of a word to say? Is it too whimsical? Yeah, that's something like someone in your age demographic would describe. Like, <laughs> you, got a, you got an old soul. Yeah, you, got, you have an old body. You have an old soul and an old body. Yeah. Just so much story behind your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can see for every tale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so we started like talking i guess like i actually slid into his dms mm-hmm. um and he thought i was catfishing him mm-hmm. which is hilarious mm-hmm. um and very complimentary actually and um <laughs> hilarious because you're both and, from the south and you love catfish is that why that was funny no. i need seafood oh that's not from the sea all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, yeah, then he took me to play golf, mm-hmm. and we made out in a park for a little while. Uh, that was Becca, really cool. I don't, Becca. I don't mean to like you know have a pissing contest, but he took me to play golf too. <gasps> just, oh yeah, yeah. Just, how could you? <laughs> just throwing that out at you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right, but like we made out briefly though. It didn't like. It, yeah. it was, it was, there was no spark. So um, yeah, it was just all physical between me and Keith. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it didn't mean anything, Becca. Um, it's fun. Okay, so let's talk about your uh, comedy. Obviously, your comedy is you know differs slightly. The, the way do you guys have different writing processes that uh, you know like how do you how do you spend t- your time writing and does that like conflict? You know, is there a certain times of the day where you're both in writing mode or, you know, talkative mode or any of that kind of stuff? You can go for yourself. Well, I think she's like, I think I was nudged to be on first because it's, I think she <laughs> wants to know my writing process too. Because mm-hmm. like, no, I'll just put it out there publicly. Oh God, this is, this is embarrassing. But like, dude, since we moved in, I've, I've barely been doing any writing um but i barely did any writing before i moved in with her i'm just a, i'm just a shitty comic that's just really what it comes down to like my 
I just been coasting on just like writing my shit like for on the way to the mic or to the show mm-hmm. and just trying and then like improvising on stage a little bit from like a couple ideas and then slowly um building up a joke that way but i gotta admit i've been a really crappy comic and just haven't been doing my homework past forever um so yeah see that though like a lot of times what happens is like we'll be talking about something and he'll say like and oh and i'll say like oh i had this thought about this i think it's kind of funny and i'm like that's really funny that is really funny you should write that down like and i think half the time he does half the time he doesn't because he's just like like what comic isn't gonna like poop on themselves a little bit right mm-hmm. but like i i am I'm definitely more the type to like throw a bunch of crap at the wall and see what sticks. And he's a little more like selective. I think about the jokes he'll tell. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my personality and affability will carry me. Mm -hmm. And I've I've seen that in action. It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm, I'm more of, a, a written word like I write jokes and if I don't have those jokes I'm sort of I feel like I'm nothing on stage you know what I mean like without that you're like free yeah you're free falling a bit yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't developed that sort of like you know riffing uh persona that people can can really like consume on stage um but Becca I feel like you have that as well to some degree right well we both Owen and I both started in improv and I think that's where mm-hmm. it's where it comes like it's a natural kind of like word association game almost mm-hmm. so like you're like the first filter of your brain is like trying to make a pun or trying to like associate this with this movie quote or this song lyric or this or that or the other like so i think a it really helps for dating <laughs> because our brains are actually similar uh and then i think it also helps for for comedy and for helping each other's jokes and styles because we know how to just keep we'll just keep yes anding until we're like okay we're, we're done with that or until one of us says something too far and then we're really done mm-hmm. actually i was thinking about this this morning about <laughs> like <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts about doing jokes together is like when you get to a joke and then it's a little too personal and then the other person i.e owen it's like <laughs> oh wait do you mean that <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, no 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 still mm-hmm. all a joke yeah but maybe yeah. a little bit yeah. oh totally kidding yeah and then i'm like <laughs> in the fetal position underneath like four like comforters just like <laughs> oh your joke's hilarious honey i love it don't t- don't change a thing do yeah. you guys ever uh take personal stuff too far on the stage or in a performance or anything me totally yeah totally totally done that totally regretted doing a set fresh after arguing mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely you should have counted but not him before yeah you oh yeah or just like you know focus on unicorns like who knows like they're good i got plenty of shit about unicorns yeah yeah <laughs> like, let me tell you about how <laughs> fucking boxer shorts smell um yeah it's just well i think it's like the same after my dad got like married this like 
this chick who was random to me at the time and like didn't tell anybody and then like waited a couple months then my mom like sent me the notification on Facebook so I went and did a set almost immediately after finding out about my dad marrying this random woman and there there are tons of premises in there that actually were pretty funny but zero affability because I was so angry (laughs) like I was just venting I guess and and people you know I had some friends there so I got some nice like ha 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 you're you're going through a curl (laughs) like Mm -hmm. but yeah I think like it was fun and it worked once at the chateau where we were I was playing oh my boyfriend he's also a server be nice to your servers I'm trying to get laid blah 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 you know throw it out there it's almost like built in this like house dynamic but when it comes to stuff like that's just happened or like that just like reminds me of a joke that I wrote before we were even dating but like could be associated with like what just happened it doesn't there I have a thousand jokes in my mind like I don't have to pick the one that's gonna like hit close to home for me or for him right away Mm -hmm. that's not good yeah (laughs) oops yeah. No, but I, I feel like there's a benefit to that because at least you guys as comics understand what, you know, I think the, the comedian who is either dating or married to a non-comedian, um, they don't sort of understand where the humor comes from and that it's just a joke or that it's just, you know, there's this stream of consciousness that we use to fuel our comedy and sometimes it doesn't mean anything, you know, and we criticize a lot of things in comedy. And sometimes that's, we're not even trying to, it's, it's not an honest critique. We're just trying to get a laugh. We're just trying to explore a topic. Correction. I think that men do that. I don't think that female comics do that as much. I think we're a little more like, I don't know. Your sleeve. Yeah. Like, or just. I think we're a little more like wary of, of what we say. Like, like there's a certain amount of letting your guard down that we are lucky to have with each other. And yeah, we'll say some really messed up (laughs) stuff together because it's a safe zone. It's a safe place to play. But I think like, like a lot of dudes want to have that safe area that safe place to try jokes because of like now and cancel culture where it's like I don't feel I can say whatever pretty much wherever but I feel like there's a lot of stuff that Owen can't say in public because of like being a white dude like so it's kind of awesome and fun to create this safe space between each other where we do know that we're just kidding and that we're just taking something too far or taking something in a direction and it it's not meant to be offensive. It's all just riffing. Like there's that understanding, but I think that men crave that more than women do because women were kind of allowed. We're we're still kind of allowed to do that, but like dudes in comedy, especially right now, you have to be really freaking careful. (laughs) Well, I think also people sort of take comedians at their word a little too much, Mm -hmm. even when it's, (laughs) even when it's stuff that's in the safe zone, like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld might actually 
be fine with airline food, but he needs to make an observational joke about it because it's there and, you know, et cetera. He, he could be fine with 90% of it. Like I, I joke about vegans once in a while and I don't have a problem with vegans, but like there's certain things that are funny about the concept of that, you know? So I don't know. Sometimes uh, I can make jokes to my wife and she doesn't get it. And she thinks I'm just like dunking on her and I'm not really, it's just like, Hey, isn't that funny? You know, that, that how you never put the, you know, the laundry away. Right. Or whatever, you know, it is. <laughs> well, but because there's truth in it. Yeah. That's when it, that's no, that's when it hurts. Like, it's like when you're masking a communication issue through a joke, like, cause she, your wife is so smart. Like she knows she sees through it. She's like, all right, then just fucking tell well, me to do the laundry then. Like, not, or not something, right? to fold towels correctly. But yeah, I, I see your point. Like she is really <laughs> smart. She's a very lovely yeah. woman. Um, She's sweet. No, I'm kidding. Love you, honey. This is, this is all getting redacted. Um, this is all, no, but, but what I'm trying to say is like, it, it's like, there are some things that have to be a conversation before they can be made a joke. If it's still too raw to you, it's going to be too raw as a joke. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like talk about it first and then you can revisit it as a joke after. But if you're using that as a tool, like instead of communication, it doesn't work. Mm. Like the person it will see right through it and say, that's not funny. That just kind of like, why don't you just like, tell me what's up? Well, <laughs> like, what about you, Owen? Do you agree with that? Or uh, blink if you're allowed to disagree. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Are, do you agree with that? Do you think that honest communication comes before comedy or can there be honest communication through comedy? I think there's a little bit of both. Like it just depends. I think it really depends on like the context of either Mm. because like a lot of things too, like I definitely agree are too raw and you can't, it might be too soon or you might say the wrong thing while people are sensitive um, about a certain like topic or thing that may have happened. Um, So, you know, just I believe in being a person first and then a comic second. And so like, I want my relationship stuff to be like set and fine and like everything cool with everybody before I say something like super fucked up because if like people's feelings are hurt or people's feelings are raw like and you say something fucked up like I want I want Becca to enjoy what I'm going to say like even if I'm going to dunk on her in front of people like I want her to be in on that joke um I don't want to like clue people in that like we're having a like a spat or something by making a joke so I think like if anything's in like that questionable range for me, I just won't even bring it up until things are like totally cool between us. Mm-hmm. Um, I liken it to uh, roasting. If you, it's easier to roast somebody you know mm-hmm. well because you sort yeah. of know the, you know where all the boundaries are. Yeah, exactly. And you know like how far you can go without really like doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, oh, also kind of like, trying to communicate through jokes like that works but that's definitely a context thing like like if i thought becca wasn't doing like laundry too good even though we both do laundry great um but like if there was like some kind of issue that i was like too afraid or like didn't want to like bring up but i joked about it i think sometimes 
or a lot of times, maybe all the times, like your partner can just tell like, oh, wait, that's a joke. But the real point behind that joke is like, he thinks I leave uh, the two liters of soda out overnight and it makes him flat all night. I don't know where that example came from. Um, <laughs> but like, that's uh, how, ha, like, ha. yeah. That you guys will fight about it later uh, off camera. Yeah. Okay, so um, answer me this. Are you guys ever competitive with each other? Whether it be with material uh, yeah. or bookings or anything, attention from, you okay. know, if you both perform on one night and somebody's getting a lot of high fives and the other person's not, like, tell me all the stories. You have, like, it's natural. Like, we have to, like, even if like we don't want to be a little bit competitive, like we are totally so competitive with each other, but I love being competitive with her because I mean, especially too, because I always win. So it's nice like having like a rival that's almost as good as you because I'm getting pushed. Oh, oh, win, you, oh. Know? <laughs> okay. you know, what's funny is like how many times you reference I, Tanya and I, Tanya didn't win. Like Tanya didn't win. <laughs> she just <laughs> got like got literal cutthroat. Man, when I become president, I'm gonna get fucking won my heart and mind. I love her. So this is why I I spent time setting up how long you've been together, how long because you guys, it's almost it's I wanna puke, it's almost too good of a relationship. Like people should watch you guys. <laughs> and learn from it. You're almost too healthy. You're too well-adjusted. You're too respectful of one another. No, um, dude, you know what it well. is? Is that it was so bad the first like month or two months. And I'm, I'm not embarrassed to admit it. Like it's real, you know, it was during quarantine. It was coming out of me spending too, way too much time with my mom, who is not grounded in any one's reality uh <laughs> and it was just like he was losing his place we moved in together like way too soon didn't he really know each other and then we're just forced into this like like make it or break it mm -hmm. type thing yep. yeah and so we fought all the time for you know a month the first like month or two but it was growing pains and it was getting to know each other. And as long as we could put it in that frame of reference mentally of like, Hey, we're arguing a lot. Is this a huge problem? And it's like, or is this like, are we victims of our circumstance? And if we wade through this and work together and like figure it out, we'll be stronger at the other side of it. And thankfully we both had patience enough at the time to see it through and now we're get to live in this like cool ish airbnb yeah, yeah. <laughs> strong in strong in so by the way uh fighting arguing for like a month or two is like the smallest growing pain like that's adorable you know like so many people <laughs> don't have like that good of a relationship like that's a very small window of um you know, of adjustment period. Um, but, but we're both also very dramatic. Yeah. Well, 
I Listen, honey, I'm not dramatic at all, but if you want to bring up yourself, you can. So <laughs> no, Owen's friends call it call that alt passion drama queen the Cuban, the Cubano. <laughs> you get that? Like it is known. <laughs> I I heard, I think one of you told me that when you argue, you argue in a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> well i just think that maybe if you wanted to get dinner tonight since i got it last night that would be really nice okay uh and that's just it you talk like that <laughs> like if you talk like that you get whatever you want like oh i don't think that we're gonna watch your choice on netflix tonight and it's like oh, okay even though i've got the controller and can hit anything you said that magic words with that sing-songy thing that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life like well like whoever says the sing-songy verse first like they pretty much always win and yeah it sounds like passive aggressive improv um you know the is it talking leads mate yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now as far as uh, being competitive with one another, I have a question. Do you, have you guys ever experienced like it with other people that you know getting booked, do they feel like they have to book you to, together or else it's, you know, either they're leaving one of you out and therefore maybe you're losing bookings or things like that? Uh, I don't think that's really been a problem because Becca gets booked all the time and I'm like, <laughs> never, I've never put on any of these shows. So I don't think they're pretty, I don't think people are too worried about booking both of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, I'm definitely not keeping track of how she's getting booked way more often than I am. Yeah, I don't think that's really a problem because Becca is getting booked left and right. And mm -hmm. No one's putting me on those shows. Mm -hmm. So... <gasps> I'm that's, that's not true. Mm. More, I think what's more the case is Owen gets booked. I show up to support him as audience, and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were coming too. Do you want some time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it happens like one time. Like, like Becca, like she's like Batman, just like out every night doing spots, making people. No, happy. that's not it. That's not true. I'm lazy. No, um, <laughs> I think, I think when it comes to bookings, we, we run in similar circles, so we get booked in similar things, but then we also have like our own kind of like subset of, of like almost like own comedic circles of sorts. Mm -hmm. So like, he's got a lot of like younger guy friends and I have a lot of like middle-aged lady friends, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, and and it's it's never been an issue if we're both like, for instance, uh, when Jess went there was looking for comics for Spotlight Sunday. I messaged her first. She said no problem, and Owen's like, oh, but like I don't know if she put me on. I was like, just message her. Yeah, why wouldn't she? Like, why wouldn't we? want to be on something together we can ride together like it's it's just like honestly it's a lot of convenience <laughs> like to be able to be on the same show together yeah but there's definitely something after where you're really like you're in that 
raw kind of like insecurity of like, holy crap, I just left like so much vulnerability on the stage. And like, you're trying to like, uh, fish for compliments from the other person, but the other person's also fishing for those compliments. So we're like, oh, but like, did you like this joke? Or like, what did this person say about this joke? But like, sometimes we're both in that zone. Mm-hmm. at the same time and that's always kind of funny because like I have felt jealous of like wow everyone came up to me and said what a great set that you did and it's kind of annoying to me tonight and he was like oh well everyone came up to me and said what a great set that you did tonight so and that was kind of annoying to me so like I think sometimes it just like we, we're all in our own heads all the time like it's kind of the cool part about cool and uncool thing about being comedians but i'll tell you what i wouldn't book you both together and here's the only selfish reason why because like you are each other's bring like why would i do, you know what i mean like you bring <laughs> owen and owen you'll bring becca i would book you consecutively for sure but not together it's a waste of you know i might as well book becca Owen and everyone the two of you know on one lineup and then have no oh, yeah and then have the nobody in the yeah. audience yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's stupid that's funny um because I, I noticed that with with Ed and I we're not even dating we're just we're business partners but uh we end up on a lot of lineups together and that's great and it's fun but it's like you know if you just booked me Ed and Christina and everyone will show up and then vice versa like you yeah do it consecutively it's you're, you're sort of wasting a brain here. Well, one thing that I thought was really cool that Owen did was for this. So there's this like creepo guy, this guy who was just creepy to me at the, at work mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. just like got in my physical space and uh, like without works there. <laughs> no, not even. It's just like one of the, one of the people to, like a guy who wants to produce shows there and he's just there all the time mm-hmm. now which is like awkward but like they actually yeah. they handled it pretty well for me everybody handled it pretty well for me because i will i make myself and my needs and my wants known i don't know if you know this about me <laughs> but i'm not shy and so i just let people know and then they wanted to book owen on one of their shows and he came to me and he was like, they want to put me on their show. I don't feel good about it. That's the guy who was like, not good to you. Like I told him maybe I would like think about it, blah, blah. But like, I wanted to talk to you. And I was like, it's up to you. You know, do you want to be associated with these guys? Which is my way of saying, don't do this. Like, <laughs> Please don't do this because I can't come and support you. I would feel really awkward. Mm. and it just like wouldn't feel that good to me but it's like i don't have to go there i just have to say it's up to you balls in your court and then Mm. he's just like but he can see it from my pov and he's just like it's not necessary and i don't want to be associated with people who are like that most of all especially in this like age of comedy and age of the industry it's like you do want to be choosy who you associate with yeah yeah, it was like it's horrible that that happened to Becca. But one of like the things that came out of it that was freeing for me is it like gave me like open my eyes so like you can say no to people. Like I like pretty much before all this, I'd say like yes to everybody, try to do every single thing. 
and like people there have been some people that have just been complete assholes to becca not just in it like just not just like in getting in her physical space but there have been comics that have done shows with her that have like acted like her friend because they want stage time like after the show but then on like the instagram post the next day like make fun of like becca or like something she said on stage that had like nothing to do with their actual set Mm. and so like because of like all of this like it's it's helped me open my eyes and realize like i don't have to pretend to be friends with all these different people i don't have to fake support their crappy shows like <laughs> it, it helped me realize like i can o- like i can choose who i do comedy with like who i support and where i go and who i actually support and actually follow instead of like all these jabronis that just show up left right and center trying to get you to like coddle their ego and stroke them and get you to like their post but really like they'd sell you under a bridge in a second like i'd much rather like not make it or take longer to make it by like just doing stuff that's fun with my friends and whatever happens happens if i have to like deliver french fries for the rest of my life at least like i'm having fun with my friends on wednesday friday saturday nights like it's it's not like this journey isn't worth it to me if I'm going to end up like hanging out with like those assholes that got in her space or anything like that. Like, I don't want to work this hard and like end up like having to pretend to like those types of dudes. Like I just like wherever like my social circle goes, like that's where I'm going to end up. Hmm. Yeah. yeah it, that's a, sorry. That's a cool part about always having each other's backs is in in this industry especially and in doing comedy is like constantly having someone to remind you of your worth yeah of your worth as a comic as your worth as a person you know (laughs) like that you are worth bottom line humanity and you are worth a lot like so freaking much as an artist you Mm -hmm. know which is like all a lot of us feel is a lot of imposter syndrome and all this and that so to have somebody behind you who does understand the depth of that feeling but also like you you respect their opinion enough that when they say to you hey you were great or hey yeah that was rough but like good for freaking you for putting the effort you know whatever it is it's just dope it's dope to have somebody who understands yeah it's it's uh, tricky. It's just weird that that's the minefield of this industry that you have to like, you have to decipher who's a bad person. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's other industries where you're like, I either it's not that hard to decipher or when you see that bad person, it's easy to say, get the fuck out of my face and never talk to me. But in, in comedy, it's sort of like, you don't want to burn bridges. You're, you're, you're so like your thirst drives everything and it, it makes everything so complicated. Uh, sorry, Owen, what you were going to say something. Uh, I was just going to say, like, we are like the great thing about dating like each other is that we're people first comic second, but we're, we're comedians 24 seven. So we're able to see <laughs> we're just so it's so easy for us to diagnose like what's going on with the other person. Like if they're not feeling great or like what they're going through, like, like if you had a bad set, if you're feeling anxious before work, or if like you didn't like those group of guys who came in 
and did a show like it's so easy like to like know and like diagnose like okay I see like how this comedy problem is spilling over into our real lives and then I can use like my real like human emotion to like fix a problem or help like deal with the problem that came out of the comedy world mm-hmm. and because as much as like I try we try to separate the two it's so hard to tell if you're into the like it's impossible like it's always leaking into it like I'm always saying like I need a break and like I can't talk about comedy and then seriously like the next thing I'll bring up like remember that big head at the chef <laughs> like, yeah. I can't we can't turn it off mm-hmm. no. but but it is really important that- that's proof that you're in the right place, that you're doing comedy and you should be doing comedy. Sorry, go ahead, Becca. Well, and I understand like for Owen, it's important to have multiple facets of life where it's like, he likes jujitsu, he likes video games, he likes like movies oh, and golf and he likes D&D and he likes all this awesome stuff. <laughs> and and I like like comedy <laughs> <laughs> and true crime, like you oh, know, um, and and baked goods. Um, but <laughs> but no, it's like I I do. I'm a hyper focuser. I love living in that land and being fully immersed. And like I I could think about it all the time, and it and it won't bother me. I never get tired of it. But it's like, it is cool to take a break and to talk about something else and to give a shit about something else (laughs) for a second, you know, over this 10 years, that's really been like, my life has been so like, like horse blinders on like single lane focus that it's like, I haven't really even stopped that much to think about, oh, like, do I want to have a house? Do I want to have a family? Do I want to have a partner? Like, it's been very selfish. I'm not a, too, I don't think I'm much of a, like, selfish person, but it, my intention, like, I, I'm very selfish for, like, my life goals and stuff like that. But that's another cool part about dating somebody whose goals are similar in some ways to yours. It's like, you don't have to compromise <laughs> that selfishness. <laughs> like, I get to still do the mics and the shows and the going yeah. out and the this and the networking and the this and the that. And it's all, he's right there with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we push each other and we like, we're very similar in a lot of things, but we're also like completely opposite in like just as many aspects. And like, even within comedy, like she has strengths that I don't have. Um, which is weird to think about because like you see me and you're like, I have weaknesses. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> like maybe one or two. I don't even know. I'm just trying to sound human. I know I'm like a comedy God, uh, but that's what this podcast. Um, it's get it that part out. Too. Is that a way we can get that edited out? I didn't mean to say that out loud. Um, what? No, but like, like there are things like Becca does that she's fantastic at that I'm just like awful at and just being around her and just talking about her it really helps me like networking which is basically the job part of comedy like like I have zero skills in networking not really 
much of an outgoing guy, not a people person. Um, surprise, surprise. But Becca is amazing with people. Um, probably because she's a serial killer, like watching all these like <laughs> things in debate. Like once open micers start going away and there's like a baked good left there, I think like that that'll be Becca's like calling sign, like the baked good open mic killer. Um it's already <laughs> anyways, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know, is there like a button that you can just like hit where I just start rambling and like I just lose whatever point I'm talking about? But I've just got oh. okay. The whole point of that is I'm just gotten way better at networking because of Becca, which is yeah. important. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, this is the point in the show where Becca, we throw it to you, and now you tell us what uh qualities that Owen has that you <laughs> <laughs> and he is, um, or that. Uh. Owen has like a, a, like a turn it off, like a compartmentalization uh-huh. that it's like, if I, I, as a human, am like just overwhelmed perpetually, <laughs> just live in a constant state of beleaguerment, <laughs> um, of emotional beleaguerment. Uh, but it's like, and Sally has even been one to to kind of get on my butt and when I'm when I'm just not I also have like problems with my immune system and I have some other health issues that like it just makes it hard if I don't have the energy like I start getting really down and then it's like I feel like I can't do it like and so having somebody who's just like yo buck up and like but but doesn't say it in an aggressive way it's like hey I just know if it were me and I was in this like it might actually make me feel way better to just like be around my friends let their energy infect me and like see if I can just push through it maybe just go as audience and see if you can muscle through like just like a couple minutes you don't have to do the whole five minutes you can throw some time back to the room having somebody who's just like I can compartmentalize and say hey you know it's not it's not all about how you're feeling in this moment it's about like letting outward influences affect you positively like that's something he's really good at it's like just kind of like shutting off the whatever is the fire at the moment and just like going into go mode and taking care of business like that's what I really appreciate. Yeah, I um, I I I feel similar uh, issues with you, Becca. Like I I I never don't feel like I'm not doing enough. Is that? Right? <laughs> I threw too many negatives in there. You know what I mean? Like I'm always feeling like, am I getting? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Am I doing? You know? And uh, or, or if you can't be a hundred percent, why even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I'm like you know, I suck. Why, you know, Kimberly kind of helps me with that, but she doesn't know comedy as well. So that's why I think you guys sort of benefit and your relationship, you know, you, you guys know the nuances of, of the craft that you're doing and the industry that you're in. And you can kind of coach each other through that. And I mean, I can't, I'm not gonna, I can't understate how much like your relationship should be a model for other people in terms of, <laughs> I swear you're not you as individuals, you're both freaking goofballs, but yeah. your relationship <laughs> really is like, that's something I think other people look up to because you're happy, you're healthy, 
you're both funny um and and you're doing like you're like we said what were we up to octuples you're like in each other's dreams uh, and you know you're like rick and mortying each other and um (laughs) you're somehow successful through all that so i don't know i think it's i think it's really great so applause for you two all right so we've reached the point of the episode where you guys get to name your episode it's tentatively titled uh couples therapy but that's boo that's boring um what would you guys like to name your episode and you get to workshop it together i feel like airbnb has to be has to be part of it somehow (laughs) the format of the house affected how this podcast (laughs) (laughs) call it like air bay and bay (laughs) (laughs) air bay and play Air baby. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's really bad here. Air, <laughs> Air BRB. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, scare BNB. <laughs> yeah. For real. But that is part of like, we've been through so much like external factors, like our last living situation, like this guy had like a really bad drug problem. And I, my inclination is to save everyone, even if I don't know your last name. (laughs) And Owen just like, we, we can barely save ourselves. We really need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. And just like, and then being here, it's like there's so they're all and then being at work and being having that be a club, like really having growing pains and and trying to get off the ground is like there's there are always external factors where it's like we are forced to either stand with each other or stand against each other. And the times that we've stood against each other it just all collapsed. So we're like, we might as well just be the frick in this together. And it's just like life, everything is so much easier <laughs> just being able to like <sighs> do it together. <laughs> like, it's just been like, it sounds like Beck has been describing the movie Inception. And that's like basically how like the beginning of our relationship has been where it's like this couple has been just dreaming but the dreams have lasted 10 years like <laughs> the first few months of our relationship seriously were like 10 years long like we went through so much stuff so many different things but multiple things happening every day like i got my car in, i heard a car broken into twice like and that's just like the go-tos that come up mm-hmm. like a couple guys tried to steal a kidney of mine like <laughs> wait what about what about contra inception contraception <laughs> hmm scare bnb is pretty good i mean Virgi- I think- virginia is for lovers oh there's something there did we freeze um what do you think owen owen froze Freezing is for lovers. <laughs> Airbnbs are for lovers. Yeah, right. Why? Why fight club? <laughs> I don't know. I can't hear any of that. 
the internet kicked out. So what's the title of this movie? Airbnbs are for lovers. Yeah. Airbnb scarebees are for lovers. <laughs> Airbnbs for lovers. Yeah, I like that. I like that. The combo. Scarebees are for lovers. Yes. Let's do it. Guys, we've reached the end of the show. Is there anything that you'd like to plug? And go ahead, plug away. Be crazy. I'll, I'll plug <laughs> Owen's butt. <laughs> hey. Owen, what would you like to plug? <laughs> um well definitely that but um on tuesday six and seven come to next up mike on lankershim i think it's 5818 lankershim uh my buddy mayu hosts it and runs it uh mics are an hour long you can sign up for a slotted or just hit us hit up one of us um first time's free come out and get your time next up mike uh six and seven o'clock every tuesday come through becca uh is there anything you'd like to plug <laughs> um check out isolated confusion podcast mm-hmm. um anywhere you can find podcasts check out hot and funny comedy on youtube um i got a new episode of clown sync which is a kooky clown sketch comedy um crew that i rock with sometimes um so check out bag award comedy for updates on that Otherwise, I think we're, um, we've got Cherry Bomb from Sunland Sunspace on Twitch coming out, uh, another episode coming out soon, and then stay tuned for, we're going to negotiate some Pants on Fire live show action mm-hmm. um, in the near future, so stay tuned for that too. That's coming. That's great. All right. Well, uh, thank you both for being here today and for professing your love <laughs> in podcast yeah. form. I know. It's we all Gross. hate you. Uh, and we all hope, hope you break up soon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, our love is based on Gatorade and Gushers and Doritos. Yeah. You guys got, we are strong. You guys got uh, monster energy. Energy. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's been our show, everybody. I'd like to thank our wonderful <laughs> guests, Owen Garrett and Becca Ward. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I have been your host, Keith Graber. Check back next month for another episode of Everybody's a Comedian, where we won't have these two crazy fuckers. Up. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> All right.